Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. I'm Melissa Smith, your co-host for today. Joined by the very beautiful and excited Sam today. It is Friday. Everybody loves Friday, especially if you don't work weekends, which is not me. But I'm still excited <laughs> about it being Friday. <laughs> Plenty of racing happening, Sam, that is for sure. But everyone who, you know, does get the weekends off gets to go to the races. I know. When I'm driving up to the Sunshine Coast on a Friday night and I see everybody, like, leaving the city, I feel... So happy for them. My joy extends them. I'm like, oh, it must be nice. (laughs) That's a very nice way to put it. I feel so nice for them. Uh, Sam, we've got a very special guest over the next half an hour who will be joining us. Of course, that is Vanessa Johnston. She was a jockey, a fellow Kiwi as well. Yeah, go the Kiwis. Yeah, now she's gone to the other side, into media and communications as well. Fantastic. It's a very important part of um, like racing nowadays, especially with the communications with owners massive big syndicates you know like that like for me as a rider it was something that was almost unheard of say like five or six years ago um to be giving pre-race and post-race sort of comments um so it's getting you know more and more um important in terms mm. of like for trainers and owners and things so yeah excited to talk about that with Vanessa, really cool. Yeah, it's a different angle, isn't it, when it comes to horse racing? Because you talk about, we talk about the owners, we talk about the trainers, we talk yeah. about the apprentice jockeys, the jockeys themselves, yeah. the the managers of the different turf clubs. And yeah, this is a very different point of view. Um, so we are very excited to talk to Vanessa shortly. In the meantime, though, Sam, you've had a pretty busy week. Uh, last weekend, uh, you're at the Sunshine Coast in Doombin this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So I managed to kick home a winner last Wednesday and Thursday. I was at Bow Desert mm. and I had a very rare... Friday and Sunday off. So we obviously had our main meeting at Caloundra. Um, I didn't have much joy at Caloundra. However, I did enjoy a lovely Sunday and Monday quiet days. And, you know, just to refresh for this week, which has been pretty busy and is, is still obviously got a few more days to go. So trials, uh, sorry, jump outs and track work Tuesday, mm. races at Doom and Wednesday, which in the last few races got caught off with the weather. It seemed yes. to just manage to deluge over the Doombin race course which is really unfortunate for those people that had horses and you know real runners and things like that in the last couple of races but I got out unscathed Lucky. at Ipswich uh, sunny coast tonight at, back at Eagle Farm tomorrow which is exciting so I feel like we haven't ridden there for a fair while it's, it has been a while hasn't yeah, it it has been a while so I'm interested to see how the track plays there obviously you know the weather doesn't really come into effect there with the track having such a great drainage system and then obviously back to the sunny coast on Sunday. Jeez, busy. <laughs> hey were you okay last weekend when I say were you okay having a couple of days off because that's very foreign for you. I, honestly I'd been hanging out just to lounge by the pool yeah. or like by the beach you know you mm. live so close to the water here and I sort of drive to the race and think I should probably leave like an hour or two earlier maybe I can go for a swim yeah. or something like that and I never get around to doing it because it's just you know I just never get around to doing it. So it was fantastic. And I feel like my batteries have been well and truly recharged. It's like, you know, when your phone lives on like 15% all the time and then you plug it in for like five minutes just to like get it through the day. Sometimes that's what it's like. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you're fully charged, ready to go this weekend. I'm ready to go. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's bring in our interviewee um, in Vanessa Johnston because a good mate of yours, yeah. you, you know, you've known her for quite a while. Um, she used to race in New Zealand as well. And as I mentioned earlier, now into videography and working still within the horse racing industry, but just in a different avenue. Vanessa, good morning to you. Good morning, ladies. How are you both? Oh, we're fabulous. <laughs> How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's lovely for you to join us. Um, obviously, I've known you for a while through, you know, racing back home, but we were just talking to Alyssa earlier about your, like, introduction into racing, which is very, you know, not common at all. So have a little chat to us about how that all came about and how you obviously started your apprentice jockey career and then, you know, went on from then. Yeah, it is interesting because I've got not one family member in racing, which is uh, yeah unusual. But I was 13 and I happened to be driving past the races in New Plymouth with my mother. And I said to her, I, I'd ridden ponies for a year before that and I'm um, just sort of dabbling in the pony club stuff. Not Never had my own pony, just used a friend's. So I always enjoyed the horses. And yeah, driving along and saw them and made my mum stop and went and watched a race. And I remember the horse winning. It was called McMammoth. And um, and then I found out that one of my old school friends was actually going to be apprentice, and that uh, you know him well too, Matt Cameron. Yes, Matt Cameron. So yeah, so I rang Matt, and um, and he said that he spoke to his boss, and that I was allowed to come along, which actually was a lie. He hadn't even spoken to his boss. <laughs> but I, I turned up one morning, and I never left. And yeah, so I did my apprenticeship from 13 to 20 with Alan Sherrick, who's well known for um, producing very good apprentices. So how old were you when you convinced your mum to pull over to the side of the road to watch that race? 13. That's crazy. Wow. So you knew what you wanted to do back then? Well, from that day, yeah, yeah. I did. Before that, no, wouldn't have a clue. That's but yeah, I, I just did. I, I just thought it was such an awesome, I knew I, I loved going fast and I loved horses, I loved animals, and I thought I'm only small, so it just, it just, Worked. What was the move from New Zealand to Australia like? What was the reason behind that? Well, it, I've broken my ankles three times, yep. and that that was the end of my career. Pretty much, mm. um, that's what stopped me. Um, but every time I seemed to start going good, something would happen. And like just before I broke my ankle the last time, I think I'd ridden like four stakes winners in a, like two months or something. Like I was flying, yeah. and then. And then I snapped my ankle again and I went away on holiday because I had a holiday booked and I came back and it sounds ridiculous, but my cat got run over the night that I came home and that I just said to my mum, that's it, I'm out, I'm done. I've always sort of wanted to try my luck in the Gold Coast. So I just said, yeah, and two weeks later I moved to the Gold Coast. From New Zealand? Yeah. Wow. And when you broke your, um, your leg, your ankle, was that riding? Yeah, everyone's been riding. One one was race day, two with track work. That's crazy. You see Vanessa Paul, she gets around, and she definitely wouldn't have stopped riding through a weight issue because she's tiny, and she's tinier than me. But like things like that, you forget that you know the, those sorts of injuries, like you said, it's ended your career. But you've been fortunate enough. Obviously, the move here has obviously been a great one for you, and you haven't left. You love the Gold Coast, um, the people here, and the lifestyle. So how obviously you're here you're not writing what you go to writing work and now the media side of it. So talk to us like how that sort of transitioned. Well, when I decided that I wanted to stop race riding, um, I approached Grant Peters who does trackside photography and um, he didn't have a job for me at the time, but I said, look, I'm just happy to come along and learn, which I did. And long story short, that that, um, ended up being a job there. And then um, another guy approached him to ask if I'd be interested in doing video. And I've always wanted to because I've got a creative side to me, which I really enjoy doing that sort of thing. But I didn't know how to get into it. So it was just pure luck that this um, guy approached Grant to see if I'd be interested. 
and I sort of slowly transitioned to that. And then once COVID hit, it, w- it was great for me because I could still go to the race meetings where he couldn't because he was stuck in the oh. Gold Coast and I was in Brisbane. So I ended up doing the race meetings and doing the jump out filming and that sort of stuff to start with. And then when COVID ended and I sort of didn't have an, as much to work for him, I just branched out on my own and um, I approached Matthew Dunn and his wife, Kara, and asked if they'd be interested. And, and they said, yeah, and it sort of just snowballed from there. Good on you. That's amazing. And now, so you're working for yourself. You're obviously very busy. Um, tell us about what type of videography you do. So for, for the average punter, you're taking videos. Tell us what type of videos, where do they go, who sees them? So I do a few different things. I do um, like the race day experience is, is how you'd call it, I guess. And I do pre-race, uh, so horses saddling up, pretty much as if you would, like everything that you would see if you were there, so that for owners that aren't there, that can't make it trackside, they can still get that race day feeling. Mm. So I get the, the saddling up, the parading before, you know, jockeys communicating with the trainers and owners that have made it there. Um, and then obviously the race, and then when they come back to scale, and then the most important part is what the jockeys' thoughts and trainers' thoughts are on the race. And then I'd put that all together and just send it out straight out to the owners, which they'd have it within 10, 15 minutes after a race. I think that's so fantastic. Like we've moved forward, like social media and that's become such a massive part of, of everything now in life. But for the racing side of it, you, like you say, there are so many owners and things like that that can't be on course. You've got big syndicates. So what are you, like a lot of what you do is become bigger and bigger, is it fair to say, over what, the past sort of five years? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said to me um, off air, that we, we never even heard of it, even three, four years ago, you know. It was kind of like um, the trainers, I guess, would, would email the owners and let them know what the jockey says or things like that. But you never had so much video and um, and so efficient and so quick. Yeah, it's um, certainly like something I've had to adjust to from a rider's perspective, um, you know, that sort of having to talk to people mm. prior to and then after quickly like that, it's, you have to l- be able to speak well, um, things like that, that they don't really teach you when you're an apprentice or growing up, but it's a massive part of just life in general now, you know, being able to have people skills and talk to people. But also what we want to talk to you about is your association with Skirt the Law, which we know is our current Magic Millions winner. Um, how exciting for you, like, and you were there on course, obviously the races got put back with the weather that day, so obviously tense times, but, I mean, the result that you got is second to none, and I'm sure that's probably one of the highlights of your life so far, surely. I think it actually was, because, like I said to a few people, when you're a jockey and you're riding and you ride a big winner, it, it's very exciting, but it's also a sense of relief because you have so much pressure on yourself, as you'd know, Sam, you have so much pressure on yourself to perform that when you win, you're happy, but you think, phew, I've done my job and I've done my job well. You know? Whereas with this, this is just pure elation. Like, I I can't describe it. It's, I mean, it's my first horse, so that makes it even more exciting. And just to be on this ride is just, it's spectacular. There's 20 of you, isn't there, that own that horse together? yeah. Yeah, there are there's 20 ladies, and I think 11 of us are first-time owners. Wow, so that's cool. amazing. So we've set the bar high. I don't, you can only go down from here. <laughs> and it, I don't, I don't, it was great. <laughs> I don't think I'll buy another one for a while. Uh, 
Why would you when you've got to get the law uh, running really well? Um, there was a bonus as well for that. It was it? I think it was three hundred and thirty odd thousand dollars because it was all female owned um, to encourage females to get into horse racing. Such a great initiative by Queensland Racing, um, and and you know it, it, to encourage women to get involved. Do you see it in that light as well? Oh, 100%. It was Katie Page that started this, actually, and she's just been a great advocate for women in racing. And it, it has. It's it's really because women have always, I guess, sort of especially in Australia more so, sort of been on the outcast of the racing scene. So to get this and get a whole group of ladies together and have this incentive, it's just so awesome for everyone to experience. That's Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, especially like you say. It's a bit of like a... It's always been like a bit of an old man's sport, you know, I guess, growing up and trying to move forward with the times, you know, encouraging women to get into it. And it's social. Like, you meet people that you wouldn't normally meet in racing, people from all walks of life. So the ladies that are in the syndicate with you, they're obviously people, some people you know, some people you don't. Like, how well yeah. do you all gel? Like, that's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, when there's a big group like that, you sort of still have your little segregated groups and stuff. But when she won, everyone just came together and, and shared the moment together and celebrated. And it was it was really awesome to be um, be a part of. How did you get into owning that horse, Vanessa? Um, well, I do some work for Blacksaw Bloodstock. So they contract me in doing some sales stuff for them and that. So through a guy, Lockie, that does all the media through them, we were at the sales, um, Magic Million sales last year, and I sat at the table having a chat to him about doing some video stuff. And this was their first ladies' horse, and he said, um, VJ, why don't you come into this horse? And I had wanted to for a while. It was just the right time to do it, yeah. and I had money there, so I thought, well, why not? You know, yeah. it's... Um, it's you can, you know, it's a little investment, and I did, definitely didn't expect to be on this ride, but I'm not complaining. Well, it's definitely paid off, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we investment <laughs> Not many people would say that uh, owning a racehorse has always been, you know, as fruitful as your event has been so far. What? Where does she go from now? Obviously, she heads south. Is that right? Yeah. So she heads to Sydney, and she runs um, on the 25th of this month, and then I think it's three. So that must be three weeks uh, tomorrow. And then another three weeks' time into the slipper. But I'm, wow. I'm pretty sure she has to run one, two um, in her next run to then qualify to make it into the slipper. That's wow. so exciting. Um, I goosebumps thinking about yeah. it. Unfortunately, the Magic Millions money doesn't um, contribute towards her prize money for the slipper. That's ridiculous. So that's why we need to get the prize. I know, but I guess because it's restricted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just how it works. And um, but I mean, you'd you'd basically want to run one two to be a, a big chance in the slipper anyway. So, but she's flying. She um she galloped on on Tuesday and uh, galloped with isotope and worked super. So wow. everything's on track at this stage. Amazing, Vanessa. Well done. Congratulations. That's that's outstanding. Your first horse and. It's a winner, Unreal, and it could be on its way. A big winner (laughs) at that. Unreal. Vanessa, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on all of your hard work as well. And best of luck uh, getting through to the slipper. That would be just amazing for Skirt the Law. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks, Vanessa. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure I'll see you around the traps over the weekend. You will. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, guys. Question to you, Sam. Yes. So would you ever own a horse? I have owned horses before. I'll tell you what, I have my own set of colours I got made up back yep. home in New Zealand. Yep. Very cool. Very nervous times, I tell you, as an owner. 
and having to ride my own horse as well. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was Double talk, the pressure. talking to dad earlier and, and like I had horses with him and he'd train them. And we'd have so many arguments as to who was training the horse, really. It was under his name, but I was training it and riding it. So it become a little well, bit tricky. Yeah, well, stressful. that was very stressful family <laughs> event, that yeah. is for sure. Uh, Sam, stick with us because we'll be back after the break to talk Queensland racing news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam and I are bringing you the latest racing Queensland news. Now, Sam, you told us at the start of the show that you've got quite a busy lineup this weekend. Just give us a recap. Yes, so tonight, Sunny Coast, you'll yes. see me there. I've only got uh, one or two rides there, so quiet night, which is, which is okay, um, at Eagle Farm. Fantastic to be back mm. at Eagle Farm on Saturday. They've got five rides there and then nice. back to the Sunny Coast Sunday. So it's all business as per usual. Yeah, I love it. I love it. No days off like last weekend. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, as you mentioned, we've got racing later on today at the Sunshine Coast, which is a night meet. Yep. Do you prefer those? Mm, this time of year, I think when it's a bit cooler, I think it's certainly yes. easy on everyone. It's a catch-22 situation, obviously. Uh, get home later, uh, but you start later. I might even go up a little bit earlier and go for a swim. Like I said earlier, I ah. say this to myself all the time, and whether I get around <laughs> to doing it is debatable. But those are my intentions, and anyway, we'll see. But like the, the weather's got to play its part. If it's a bit stormy, maybe I'll just bypass it. Yeah, nice, mm. nice one. And uh, also there's racing at Townsville as well because the Bowen Turf Club race meet um, was rescheduled to Townsville um as well so yeah that one will take place later on today they had 900 mils rainfall in january that's crazy that's like as bad as new zealand they've been flooding over there insane crazy 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 is everyone okay oh i think so it's been a bit of a disaster but we will rebuild Yes, I like it. I like it. Hey, looking ahead to tomorrow's racing. Eagle Farm, you, you spoke about that one. Cannot wait. What uh, what rides have you got there? Well, who's the standout for you, do you think? Oh, I've got some really nice rides there. Um, always good to be attached to the, the Chris Waller team. Yes. They're very good to me, so I can't discount them. And then racing continues at Aquas Park Gold Coast on the poly track there. And then a Cairns and a night meet at Toowoomba as well. In the country, we've got racing at Emerald and Dalby. Racing finishes the weekend off on Sunday at the sunny coast where we will see you, Sam. And just some racing Queensland news. The $2 million Queensland Jewel Race Day set to be run and won at Doombin next month. March 18, put it in your diaries because it will be hosted by Brisbane Racing Club for the first time this year. Once again, it'll be headlined by the half a million dollar two-year-old Jewel and three-year-old Jewel as well. Sam, it's been great to see you. Always, always a pleasure to see your smiling face too. Why, thank you. Well, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sam, best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Happy racing.